and I can be all that it says I can be in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Please remain standing for the reading of God's holy word. Coming to you this morning, beginning a brand new series entitled Beating the Odds. Beating the Odds. The specific title of today's message is The Challenges That Change Us. The Challenges That Change Us. Reading from 1 Samuel chapter 17, beginning with verse 2. The word of the Lord says, And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together, and they encamped in the valley of Elah, and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side with a valley between them. Verse 4 says, And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had bronze armor on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels and a shield bearer went before him. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Notice what Goliath said. Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. Finally, verse 10 says, And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. And then finally, verse 11, when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Let the people pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word today. Your word is life. Your word is truth. We pray, O oh God, that you'll anoint our ears to hear and that you'll anoint our hearts to receive what the Spirit of the living God desires to speak into every one of our hearts and lives today. And let us forever be changed by the power of your holy name. And the church said, Amen. Before you see the turn around, smile at somebody real big and say, Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. And amen. Beating the odds. This is a Bible favorite among many, many people. Not just Christians, but worldwide. The story of David and Goliath is a favorite from the age of a child to the age of adults and even senior adults. Why is this story so special? Why is this account in the Bible so dear to our hearts? Well, the reason is very simple is that we all can relate to what it means to go against the odds. Because you know what? We feel and sense, I'm sure every one of us in some form, we sense that the odds are against us. Am I the only one who has ever felt that way before? The odds are against us. 
Reality is, church, they are against us in the eyes of the flesh. But praise the Lord God Almighty, we have a God in heaven who sees us where we are and he will make the difference if we will allow him to. Can somebody say amen? amen. Kingdom principle of this new series we're beginning today is this. Everything that is over your head is under God's feet. Amen. Grace the name of the Lord. Everybody likes an underdog story. Most everybody. Why do we like underdog stories? Because we can relate to that kind of a theme, that kind of a story. Uh, the movie Rocky, if you're familiar with that, became iconic because the story of Rocky was centered around a man who had everything going against him. As far as the world was concerned, he didn't have a chance. However, against insurmountable odds, he took advantage of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do the impossible. Facing all odds, this character Rocky went against the odds and came out victorious, and he became the heavyweight champion, boxing champion, that is, of the world. That movie, of course, was a astonishing success, overwhelming success. That led to several other movies made by the same theme. And again, the reason that it is such a, a successful movie and a successful theme is because all of us, regardless of background, regardless of nationality, regardless of upbringing, we can all relate to what it means to be the underdog. I said everybody loves an underdog. This is why sports teams like the 1968 New York Jets the 1982 U.S. hockey team, for those of us who were around during those days, these folks became American icons in our history in their respective eras, especially it was out of those daunting circumstances going against the odds that these sports heroes, sports heroes like Joe Namath with the New York Jets, Jackie Robinson, Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods and so many others became household names in our society and they're still household names today. The Bible story of David and Goliath is that kind of story. That a young boy by the name of David had the audacity to stand up to the mighty giant Goliath. Now this is what I want to begin talking to you about today in setting up this series entitled Beating the Odds and it's this, life challenges are agents of change in our lives. Life challenges are agents of change for us. It is often the unpleasant experiences, isn't it? It's often the unpleasant situations, the unpleasant circumstances of life that God actually uses as opportunities to bring about the kind of change that transforms our lives forever. It's the challenges of life. It's the adversities that life brings. It's all of the the negative stuff, the things we have a tendency to do what? Run away from. 
We have a tendency to do everything in our power to avoid such things, but the very things that we avoid the most are the very things that God is going to use to bring about life change in our lives that we never could fathom that whatever happened to us as individuals. Challenges draw out of us, folks, what we are capable of. That we ourselves don't even understand what our potential truly is today. But I tell you who does. His name is Jesus. Amen. Go ahead and give Jesus a hand clap of praise today. So what I'm saying to us today is that when everybody has given up on you, when you have given up on yourself, guess what? God will never give up on you because he made you in the first place. And God knows what you are capable of. God can take anything, anybody, and turn it into a champion. God can take you at your point of need. You may feel like throwing in the towel today, church, but I want you to understand, give God a chance. I want you to understand, give God the opportunity. Call on the name of the Lord and God will not only lift you up, he will raise you up, make something out of you that you never fathomed that you could ever become to his glory, to his honor, and to his praise. I said challenges draw out of us what we are capable of. It's the very pressures of life that we have a tendency to run away from that God is wanting to use in our lives to bring out of us what he himself has already formed in our very soul. What's more, when we look back on those difficult challenges, we are encouraged in how we dealt with those adversities of life. And we are reminded that we don't have to accept the status quo. You don't have to accept what the devil is trying to get you to accept today. Can somebody say amen? You don't have to accept defeat. You don't have to settle for being busted and disgusted for the rest of your days on this earth. Listen, God has something better for you and me than that. And I tell you what, it is time for the church of Jesus Christ to say no to the devil. Can somebody say amen? Because until we are ready to stand up and tell the enemy no, he's going to keep doing what he's been able to do all along. He's going to keep pushing us around. He's going to keep bullying us. He's going to keep dragging us through the mud and muck of life. And he's going to keep giving us all the junk that life has to give because that is what he has convinced us to settle for. But let me tell you something. Let this preacher tell somebody something this morning. God Almighty has something better for you and me than what the devil wants you to settle for. It's these life challenges, the very challenges, the very adversities, the very circumstances that we try really, really hard to avoid. We try really hard to stay away from in life that God will use to bring about something magnificent 
in and through our lives. And we can be assured today that though life is much bigger than we are, and yes it is, it is not bigger than the God we serve is. I used to have a t-shirt years back, many years back now. Uh, I, the, the shirt, my wife finally made me throw it away because it had holes on it. You know, you, guys, you get that favorite shirt that you just love and you don't want to get rid of it and your wife says, you got to get rid of that shirt. No, you don't. You don't touch my shirt. That was one of those shirts that I had. It said, life is fragile. Handle with prayer. Life is fragile. Handle with prayer. Friend, life is fragile. Life is full of tough times. Life is full of adversities. Life is full of seasons of suffering. So when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, does God take away all that stuff? No, he doesn't. You say, well, wait a minute. I thought the God that we serve was a good God. Oh, yes, he is a very good God. But this is how good that the God we serve he is is that God doesn't remove us from all that stuff, but what he does, he gives us his strength, his power, his anointing, his might, his muscle, in order to overcome anything and everything that this life has to throw our way. Aren't you thankful this morning that we serve that kind of God here at ICC? God has not raised us up to be cowards. And God gets no glory out of a defeated, downtrodden church. God gets glory out of a triumphant church. But friend, there is no crown without a conflict. We've got to be willing to face the conflict in order to attain the crown. Let the church of Jesus Christ not shrink back from the attack and onslaught of the enemy, but let us stand upon the promise of the Most High God who is in heaven today. Let's give God praise in this church this morning. But we can be assured today, ICC, that though life is much bigger than we are, it is, it is not and it will never be bigger than the God that we serve. You see, faith works like this. Faith is useless like a rubber band until it is stretched. It is useless until it is stretched. You've heard, I'm sure you've heard me say, if you've been around here for very long, you've heard me say, God will never call you to do anything that you can do on your own. God will never call you to do something that you can do by your own fleshly strength or by your own carnal intelligence. God calls us to do things that are bigger than we are. God not only doesn't allow us to avoid the giants of life, God will allow giants to come into our lives in order for him to have an opportunity to show off in front of his children. I said God will sometimes allow giants to come into your, your life and my life in order to demonstrate and remind his children just how great, just how mighty, and just how powerful their daddy in heaven really is. Come on, somebody help me preach. 
this morning. But if you're like me, I usually like to cheer for the underdog, again, because I can relate to the underdog. Let's, let me give you some examples. Our, you know, our nation, our very country, it was an underdog story. I know it's different today. We're considered a world power, but America has not always been a world power. When you really think about it, our entire history as a nation is an underdog story in and of itself. It didn't seem likely that 13 small colonies in an undeveloped country and territory would be able to unite together and win their independence from what was at that time the greatest and mightiest military force on the planet, who was Great Britain. Yet as a country, guess what? We overcame. We beat the odds. We went against the odds, and guess what? By the grace of God, we came out victorious despite overwhelming circumstances. Let me give you another example, the church of Jesus Christ. Do you know that the church of Jesus Christ is an underdog story? Think about it for a moment. Think about the early church. Their Savior was in heaven. He ascended into heaven to be with the Father, and, and the church was here on earth by themselves, but wait a second, God did what? He sent his Holy Spirit to give them and enable them and anoint them to do what Christ had begun to do on this earth to begin with. But they had everything, naturally speaking, going against them. They had to face their own fellow Jewish society who disdained Christ, who disdained everything that Christ stood for. They had to face their Roman authorities who considered them a threat to the Roman Empire. So they faced tremendous adversities. I know this terrible pandemic has been an awful thing for all of us to deal with, but understand what the early church had to face they lived their faith out in Jesus Christ in fear for their very lives. They lived in fear every day, even though I don't really think they lived in fear, but they lived under the threat, I should say, every day of being thrown in prison or beaten or, or separated from their families or even executed for their faith. They face tremendous adversity. You, yes, we can call them the underdogs of their, day, of their day. But the church knew something that the world did not know. They knew the rock that they were built upon, and the rock's name is Jesus Christ. He is the Son of the living God, and yes, He is our risen Savior, and He is still alive today. Somebody give God praise in the house this morning. Today we can declare that there are over 1 billion members of the church of Jesus Christ some 2,000 years after Christ established his church. Started out as an underdog story, but guess what? Jesus prevails. And because Jesus prevails, the church prevails also. Let me give you another one. International Community Church. Do you know our church is an underdog story? Do you understand that as we look back at our church's history, the same can be said about us as a church family. 
from our humble beginnings all the way back in 1951 as the Frederick Church of God, it is easy to see today how God has blessed this assembly of believers. It was August 20th, 1978, that my father-in-law, Bishop Jerry Price, assumed the pastoral role at what was called the Frederick Church of God back in that day. On his first Sunday at Frederick Church of God, there was only some 48 people in attendance. And I believe the membership row only consisted of 36 members. That small congregation met in a very humble facility that actually still stands today, downtown Frederick on Winchester Street. I go by there ever so often just to be reminded of how far God has brought us as a church. Today, as the International Community Church, we stand 2,000 members strong, and we're still growing to the glory and honor of God. Can somebody give God praise in this place this morning? But you know what, church? That didn't happen overnight, did it? That happened over years of people who are committed to being faithful in leadership and faithful to God, faithful serving the Lord, faithful to the church of Jesus Christ, that trusting God was going to do something miraculous and something mighty. And today we are here this morning. Look around you and you can see just a glimpse of the work that God has already done through that little work over on Winchester Street decades ago. But I'm here to tell you this morning, God's not through with ICC yet. As a matter of fact, God has only begun his work here at International Community Church. If you believe that this morning, will you give God a hand clap of praise this morning? We look around and we see the miracle of ministry that God has worked and performed. But understand, do you understand that God has got plans for us as a body of believers that you and I cannot even begin to fathom? And what I have learned and what I'm saying today is that what I've learned about God is that God loves the underdogs too. And this is why. God loves underdogs because God knows that he's going to get the glory for what is done. I'm not going to get the glory. You're not going to get the glory. He's going to get the glory because he's the one that deserves it in the first place. Friend, the last, you know, something, a question that I have to ask myself on a regular basis, and I'm being very transparent with you this morning, but I'm doing it for a reason I have to be very transparent because I have to ask myself the question, whose kingdom am I building? Whose kingdom am I building? Am I building my own kingdom or am I building God's kingdom? Friend, the answer to that question is all important because everything that we do as a church, everything that we do as an individual is going to flow from that same heart that is in this. Not for ourselves, not for our own gain, not for our own glory, but praise be unto God, to the glory of God Almighty who sits upon the throne of heaven and reigns forever and ever. 
To God be the glory forever and ever. Because one day I'm going to pass from this place. One day I'm going to pass away. But guess what? Jesus will still reign true. He will still sit on his heavenly throne. And the church will move on in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody give God praise in this place today. The miracle of ICC, the miracle of our nation, and the miracle of Christ's church itself should always serve to remind us today that God loves to take ordinary people like you and me and do extraordinary things through us. Little David didn't know what the outcome was going to be when he stood before Goliath. Little David had no idea what was going to happen once he stepped out onto that battlefield to face this tremendously huge giant. No other word to describe Goliath but a giant. But why does God like underdogs? God likes underdogs because it gives him the opportunity to demonstrate his glory in his power in our lives. But here's the point today, and this is what I want you to get this morning in this first sermon of this series. David understood that in order to beat the odds, David had to be willing to face the odds. This is what I want you to get from this message today. In order to beat the giant in your life, you first got to be willing to face it. All God really asks us to do, you know all God is wanting out of you and me this morning? He just wanting us to show up for the fight. <laughs> Can somebody, oh come on, somebody help me preach this morning. I said he, all he wants from us all that God asks from you and me. We don't have to be so special in and of ourselves. We don't have to have all these gifts and talents. And you don't have to, you don't have to be good looking or, or beautiful. or You don't have to be any of those things. All God asks of you and me is a willing heart who is willing to show up for the fight in the first place. God is searching for somebody. God is looking for a David today. God is looking for somebody who won't focus on his own size or his own strength or his own ability, let alone his own limitations. Let us not focus on our limitations and let us focus on the unlimited power of the almighty God that the church of Jesus Christ serves today. Somebody give God praise in the house of the Lord this morning. So instead of running from the adversities, instead of hiding from the giants, because you know what? That's what Saul did, King Saul. King Saul and the armies of Israel, they hid from the giant. They hid from Goliath. Saul was supposed to have been Israel's champion. That's why he was Israel's king. But Israel knew they had a problem when their champion was shaking at the knees back in his chamber somewhere in his mansion. 
hiding from the enemy. I want to tell you something. Let it not be said about International Community Church that we will shy away from the enemy, that we will shy away from what the devil is wanting to bring upon our society, but we will be a church that will stand for what is right, stand for what is holy, stand for what is biblical, stand for what represents the God of heaven. Because we know how this story is going to end one day. And we know that those of us who stand on the side of Jesus, we have already won the war. Oh, somebody give God praise in this house this morning. Oh, you might lose a battle every now and again. But it's all right. It's okay if you get knocked down. It's okay if you lose a battle here and there. Because Jesus Christ has already won the war for us. And all we have to do, all we have to do, folks, show up for the fight. So how do we apply that to our day-to-day lives? Well, we can start in our relationships. Pastor Steve, if you'll come and play softly. Thank you, sir. Play softly on the keyboard this morning. When it comes to our relationships, instead of ignoring those problems, you know, those problems that keep coming up, there's something I need to share with you before we close out this morning about giants. we'll, We'll look at it more thoroughly next Sunday as the Lord allows and as the Lord leads. But there's something that we all need to understand about a giant is that the more you ignore it, the bigger it grows. The more you try to pretend that it's not there, the more confident that giant becomes. And every day we stay in hiding is another day that that giant just gets more brave, more bold, and more brass. Goliath came out, the Bible says, 40 days. Now get this, not just 40 days, but once in the morning and again in the evening for 40 days and he defied the armies of the Lord. He verbally blasphemed the God of Israel, the God of heaven. And he defied the armies of God for 40 long days. And for 40 long days, the Israelites were in hiding. For 40 long days, they were hoping that tomorrow he wouldn't show up. They said among themselves, oh, maybe, maybe he'll get sick tonight. Maybe he just won't feel like getting out of bed this morning. Maybe he'll just go away. Don't we do that? the problems in our lives you know what there's some problems it might be okay to ignore but how do you know the difference this is how you know the difference when it keeps showing up did you hear me giants don't go away they just keep showing up 
because there's only one way to handle a bully. I said there's only one way, church, to take care of a bully because I'm here to tell you, the devil is a bully. He is here and if we will allow him, he will bully God's people around. That's what he's trying to do right now. But I'm here to tell you something else about the devil. Yeah, he's a bully, but he's also a liar and the truth is not in him. And the authority of Christ has been given to the church of Christ. Some of us are waiting on God, but I got news for you. God is waiting on us to do what? To stand up to the defeated devil and declare, devil, thus saith the Lord God of heaven, get out of my house. Get out of my marriage. Get out of my family. Get out of my church. Get out of my community. Get out of my country. To me, and the devil can't take it away. Can somebody give praise in the house of the Lord this morning? Hallelujah! Come on, somebody help me shout this morning. I feel victory in this place today. Hallelujah! Praise his name, church. Somebody give God glory. Stand to your feet all over this house. Lift up your hands to the God of heaven. Shout of praise. The King of glory is in this place today. And I sense victory in this house this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Lord God, do what you have come here to do today. Uproot every stronghold that the enemy wants to place in our the miracles are needed. God, we're believing you today for miracles. Miracles, Almighty God. Miracles, Lord Jesus, in this place. Every sickness, every disease, every oppression, everything, God, every family, every marriage that is under attack. I feel led of the Lord to do this. If you're here and you have experienced the enemy's attack on your family or on your home or marriage. I feel led for the church to pray for you this morning. If that is you, we're not going to lay hands on you. We're just going to pray with you right where you are. I want you to stretch both hands toward heaven right where you're standing right now. In the name of Jesus. Church, you see the hands? Let's get busy in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Church, let's pray. God, in the name Jesus, you see the hands, you see the circumstances, you see the breakthroughs, you see the needs that are represented in this place right now. Lord God, we pray against the devil, we pray against the power of darkness, we pray against the forces of hell. 
never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. 